following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcasting Network. For a full list of our shows, as well as breaking sports news and engaging feature stories, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com. Yeah, buddy, welcome to another episode of the Functional Sports Aholic, or as we like to call it, the Sports Talk Revolution. We are proud partners of the Underdog Sports Podcasting Network. You can also find us on Podcast One through that Underdog Partnership. We are very grateful to be on Podcast One and always, you know, always very grateful to be partners with the Underdog Sports Podcasting Network. You are listening to Sean Ryan and Sam Van Dam. Sam, what's going on, man? What up, bro? Just uh, just getting through another week here, brother. Yeah, it's a, it's a, another week of the grind, as we sometimes say. I haven't said it in a while, but uh, but it's true. So everybody out there, uh, what do we got today? Um, a lot of stuff. Sam and I, it, it, here are the topics I would like to get to. We're going to try to keep this into a tight like 40 to 45-minute show. Um, tight as, as Sam and I can get anyway, because we always go and kind of go off the rails, <laughs> and we like that. But uh, we're going to talk a little bit about NFL, um, the, the championship weekend coming up, uh, of course. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of NCAA basketball, a little bit of tennis, very little bit of tennis, and then uh, over to the NBA. Uh, but before we do that, man, anything uh, interesting happened to you this week, Sam? Uh, you know what, man? Not not too much. Um, trying to think. Uh no, just been really getting back in the <laughs> getting back in the gym and uh, getting after it. I, I picture okay. like while you were thinking, I picture of a hamster running on a wheel inside your brain there, just like pretty much, man. Around. Like ever since you know uh, the new year started, it's been like a yeah. whirlwind. So, but uh, got back in the gym heavy. Oh, that's um, good. Starting like last week, so um, I've been dog tired, but making myself go super late at night, but. You yeah, know, it's uh, it's funny. So we have uh, we have our house sitter, um, not a house sitter. Our um, our childcare situation changed uh, temporarily. We have uh, somebody who had an issue that uh, that she had to take care of. So she's out for uh, basically she's on the injured reserve. Um, she's right. designated to return in about six weeks. So we have a okay. replacement kind of coming in. A friend of of our caregiver. Um, she comes into the house. The only problem is she her, she doesn't have as many days as. Uh, as the other one did. So the right. problem, the problem is like, I don't, I, you know, I'm somebody and Sam, you know me, I'm, I'm somebody that, um, you know, trust, but verify, you know, to, to borrow a phrase right. from Ronald Reagan, you, you, like, I, I'm sure that the girl's just fine, but unfortunately in my family history, we have a very kind of depressing story about a, you know, a kid and a, and a bad, bad babysitter, the babysitter went to jail. Uh, the kid is no longer with us. So I'm always a little bit of hyper, hypersensitive, um, about that stuff. So when it comes to childcare and my child, you know, there's, it, it, it's always just, it always makes sense to double check, right. And to, to be safe. So right. I won't leave the house usually because I work from home. Usually I take my lunch break and I'll go work out. Um, but I, I can't do that. Not for the next couple of weeks here, at least until I, I know and see and trust that the situation is here is fine enough for me to actually leave right. the house. So I've been trying to figure out when to go to the gym. So I did one early morning session um, and I run when I go there. It's primarily treadmill work and it's heavy treadmill work, like intervals and like sprints and all that stuff. That's just not something I want to be doing at six in the morning. You know, it's pretty brutal. So yeah, yeah, I'm with you, man. I've been tired. Actually, just before this call... um, you know what, since you're working out and you know, not, not to bore everybody too much, but I guess, you know, a lot of people listening to the show are probably in that same spot where we are, where we kind of let ourselves go over the holidays. We eat a bunch of dinners from Thanksgiving through, through Christmas, if that's your thing, or at least through Hanukkah or whatever you decide to celebrate. But you know, the bottom line is that time of year is the time to, to really take in calories and everybody does it, right? 
Yeah. So and I and I was sick. So oh, like, yeah. I was like it was like two and a half, three weeks of just like eating like crap and and you know not feeling well enough to go do anything about it. So yeah. well, you know, I used I used to do CrossFit back when my body could handle such things, right? Right. And um, I, I'm sure I've mentioned on the show, but I, I, I stopped doing CrossFit basically when I got, um, you know, I was doing heavy deadlifts like an idiot and I gave myself a hernia. So I've, I've had a hernia. I've elected not to get it fixed because it's very slight. Um, you know, someday if it gets worse, I'll fix it. But, you know, I'm, I'm just going to live with it for now. But that really means that, you know, no more heavy squats and no right. more heavy deadlifts. No more of these basic, basically what I call ego lifts. Right. Right. Like, you know, I'm not going to be throwing 300 pounds on my back or trying to like hoist up 350 pounds from the floor. I'm just not going to do that. And there's no need for me to do that. There's, there's no, no need. There's no need. There's no need for that. Yeah, unless you're like a like an offensive lineman in the NFL or something. There's no need to be doing that. Not at not at my age. Not at our age. So, but what I do like about um, CrossFit is it gets your heart rate up. Right. Um, like to to really heavy intervals, and I'm an interval trainer and. If anybody out there is listening to this and think they might integrate this, talk to a doctor. Make sure your heart is healthy for enough for it. Because I have I have a good heart because I've conditioned myself over decades. Like, don't just jump right into what I'm saying here. But I, um, because I used to do CrossFit, I have some equipment at home. Like, I have a barbell and some weights um, and, uh, like, a, a 25-pound wall ball, which is more you know, heavier than standard. I have, a, like, a nice pull-up rig and all that stuff. So I started integrating CrossFit movements but just speed movements, no heavy lifting or anything. And uh-huh. the weight, I'm in my Christian Bale Batman phase to borrow uh, an analogy <laughs> from you from last time, man. I'm, tra- I'm yeah. training up. I've already lost like 12, 12-ish pounds um, and it's just fallen off of me. And I've been doing this thing. Right before I actually restarted recording, I did 25 minutes of um, burpees. You know what burpees are, right? You, you're, yeah. you hit the floor with your chest and you put yourself back up and then jump yeah. in the air. Um, yeah. I did... Basically, 16 sets of 10 reps each minute. So I had a resetting clock, like what they call a Tabata clock. Right. I reset that clock. So every minute, it would count down, and then it would start fresh every minute. So every minute on the minute, I would do 10 burpees for 16 minutes. So I did 160 total. And then for like the last nine minutes, because I wanted a 25-minute workout, I did five burpees for the rest of them. I might have done 10 in the last minute. So right. I'm getting up there. I sweat like crazy. It gets my heart going. Um, but I'm nowhere near as, as in good a shape as I used to be. But, you know, you got to start somewhere, right? Yeah, man. It's, but it's, I would definitely, you know, man, if you're if you're trying to strip weight, dude, just do that 25-minute burpee thing. You'll, yeah. you'll lose like seriously three pounds a week. Healthily, right? yeah, yeah. Well, and I'm, you know, like you, you miss that feeling sometimes of like being strong. Yeah. And I like that sore feeling, like where I feel that like all the time. Mm-hmm. And I got to a point where I was just like, because I was sick and not doing anything, I was like, like I, I'm not sore, and I'm just used to being like some level of sore you know, from, from right. working out. So you kind of miss that after a while. You do. I, I feel like it's, it's almost like a drug, but a beneficial drug in a way. Like you kind of get addicted right. to that feeling. And then of course, after you work out, you get an, an uh, endorphin release too. So you always right. feel better about yourself and about the day. And, and I'm, I think I've mentioned this on the show too. I, I suffer from anxiety and whenever I'm right. having big anxiety fits, it's usually because I have been bad about my workouts. Like I have, I was super yeah. anxious over the holidays because I wasn't working out as much. 
Um, so it's for me, it's almost like medication in a way. It's like I need that little <laughs> endorphin right. dose to make me feel better about my life. But uh, but yeah, man, yeah. things are always just a little bit better when you're in shape and in control of your body. So that's always a good. Thing. Very, very true. And I also tweeted. I know you saw this because you you, re- you you tweeted <laughs> sarcastically. I've been on those juices, man. If you have a Costco membership and they sell them there, that berry protein, Suj, I'm telling you this. This is the 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 last time I'm going to give you free advertising here. You gotta you gotta pay for everything going forward. The first taste is free. But, What's uh, that brand? What's that brand? Suja, S-U-G-A. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. I think it's Suja. Suja. Get at us. Yeah, and uh, it's a it's a box. They they come out. It's not like a full juice cleanse, but they do like three juices in a box, oh. and um and it, and you basically have like a green drink, like a veggie drink. Um, then oh. they have this like uh, lemon and cayenne, lemonade and cayenne, which basically okay. clears your digestion. I think there's some apple right. cider in it. And yeah, then they have the berry protein, which is like almond almond milk, so ground up almonds with like strawberry, yeah. like fresh strawberry in it. Oh, okay, my gosh. it's so good, so good. Okay. But Suja, that's the last time I mentioned you without paying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So let's move it on. So I was looking at BavadaSportsbook.com, and uh, I saw that the Saints and the Chiefs, predictably the number one seeds, are favored. But as I was talking with Brad on the uh, the Get Paid podcast that released on Wednesday, you know, Brad, I, first of all, I got bit last week because I picked the Chargers. Um, everything was to me was pointing. I think the Chargers had a stronger season. It looked to me like they had a stronger roster. But never underestimate Bill Belichick and Tom Brady when they have two weeks to prepare for somebody. Um, they just throttled the Chargers. And um, the interesting thing to me about this matchup, specifically the Chiefs and the Patriots, is you know you have the young quarterback, the up and comer, um, the guy, the guy that everybody's saying is basically the next Aaron Rodgers, but maybe a little bit better, um, and with a better coach, mind you. Andy Reid is awesome, I think, as a head coach. Uh, and and right. uh, for all for all the Philly haters and all the Andy Reid haters out there, just remember, Donovan McNabb was not that great of a quarterback. <laughs> so this is the Very best true. quarterback Andy Reid has ever had. Um, he's super dynamic. Uh, they lost their running back after that that nasty video hit of him like hitting and kicking the girl. Uh, but they plugged another running back in there, and it's like they hadn't missed a beat. If anything, they look a little bit better to me, to be honest with you. Uh, and then you have Brady, you know, the silver fox. You have Belichick, the brain. This is this is such a good matchup. Um, but the the funny thing is, I, I saw that there was a there was an article out there about like the. Um, what was it? The the famous like we're on to Cincy game, one of the Bill Check press conferences where he's like, We're on to Philly. We're on to right. Philly. And uh right. we're on to Cincy. And um they had lost a game like forty one to fourteen or something like that in twenty fourteen and they brought it up and asked if that would be a factor. They've played multiple times since then. <laughs> Mahomes wasn't even in the league yet. Why would you even bring that up? Yeah, Mahomes. Mahomes was where uh, Mahomes is probably uh, a high school senior at that point. Yeah, I was about to say was he a high school senior. Yeah, no, nah, he's probably was a, like a freshman or something like that. But still, yeah, stupid. Yeah. But anyway, crazy. if you had to pick, man, who would you pick in that game? Uh, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs, man. Yeah, I ended up going on the Chiefs, but it was funny. So Brad, um, Brad and I throughout the whole season, we've been kind of going back and forth, uh, neck and neck. Uh, he started out hot, I finished hot. And he's 6-2 and two in the playoffs, and I had an abysmal divisional round playoff prediction. So the only way for me to even salvage a tie with Brad is if I go against him on every single pick. So I was uh-huh. actually like, the, the, the game I think is Chiefs, uh, let me check Bavada here. I think the game was Chiefs minus three. And um, and I, I think I had uh, the Patriots basically right on that line. I had Patriots plus three. So I was leaning towards the Chiefs winning that game. But, uh-huh. you know. You know, I, I mean, I would like week. to. I would like to see the Patriots win. Um, I want to see them ride this thing out because I don't know how many more years we have of 
of this uh, Brady Belichick thing. Um, and I would like to see them maybe play the Saints, um, Drew Brees and Tom Brady, a couple 40 year old plus quarterbacks going at it. I mean, it's kind of cool. Um, but there's not a bad yeah. scenario. I was telling Brad, um, just to rehash this for anybody who listens to both podcasts, um, you know, the, I, I, there's not a bad matchup. You either have, you know, the chiefs, the Vunderkin, um, you have like Mahomes versus Goff, the two youngest quarterbacks to ever match up in a Super Bowl. Uh, the next youngest would have been Montana and Marino back in like 84. Um, you could have chiefs versus, uh, saints who are the, both number one teams, number one seeds, probably the best wire to wire teams in both conferences. You have Patriots right. could play the Saints, so you have Belichick versus um, you know somebody who they consider to be like a brainiac. Then you have Breeze versus Brady, which could be an all-time matchup. And then you have possibly Patriots versus Rams, which is the old genius, possibly the greatest head coach. I, for my money, he is the greatest head coach of all time, Bill Belichick versus the Vunderkin, uh, Sean McVay. So there's no yeah bad either here. way yeah either way either way you're gonna get some good some good football. And I'm wondering to see. I, I think the weather is gonna be pretty bad. In Kansas City this weekend, I yeah. think they were saying like some sort of polar vortex or some crap. You know what? Honestly, so, that that favors the Patriots in my mind. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it could. So um, I don't know. We'll we'll see. It'd be some good football. Yeah, and it's not. It, but you know, it's not like last year where you had the Jacksonville Jaguars in the AFC Championship game. And you're basically right. just like, oh gosh, I don't want to watch that team in the Super Bowl. Exactly. Outside exactly. of like Jag, Jaguars fans, and I'm sorry, but you got to know that your team is boring, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, speaking exactly. of the Jaguars, so they just hired a new offensive coordinator, um, D. Filippo, who was fired as the offensive coordinator in the Vikings mid midway through the season yeah. to salvage the Vikings season. They got rid of him. Um, and I, you know, I, I hadn't thought about it with the coaching carousel because so many people got fired. I hadn't been paying attention, but I was shocked to see that Doug Marone, their head coach in Jacksonville, maintained his job for another year. Yeah. Like what the hell? I don't know, man. Maybe they just think uh, who who you know who else is out there at this point. Yeah, that was my point else. from the last time. Who else are you going to get? But I mean, know. at some point, Marvin Lewis is going to get scooped up somewhere because I mean, I think someone will give him a give him a look. Yeah, that was and that was my point too with the Cincinnati Marvin Lewis. That that was like a who else are you going to get that's better? Marvin Lewis really changed right. that franchise because they were they were a laughing stock, right? Right. They right. were back then probably a little bit of a worse version of what the uh, the Oakland Raiders were this season, um, and they were right. consistently bad. And players were just dying to get out of the organization, it's just kind of like the Raiders for that for that matter. This right. Year. But um, that I mean, it was sustained for like a decade. They were that bad, and then Marv Lewis came in and righted the ship, and they went to the playoffs. They got you know. Um, uh, the red rocket, the red Roth rifle, red rocket, whatever. No, yeah. I think it's red rifle. That's <laughs> not red rocket. <laughs> red rocket. <laughs> red rocket. Different, different show. Different. Yeah, it's a different show. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, uh, he's out there. He'll get another job if he wants one. But Maroney, man, like they could have gotten rid of him and you know replaced him with a piece of cardboard, and I think he'd get more out of him. Very true, man. Yeah. There's not there's slim pickings these days. So true that. Yeah. So, hey, I was looking on uh, Bavada.com as well, and uh, I saw that Duke is favored to the win, win the NCAA final, which is no you know, no shock to me. I think Duke has, has probably looked the most explosive. But then I saw you know, Michigan is uh, a distant second, by the way. I think Duke's like 170, Michigan's 800, and then you got Gonzaga. But let me ask you this. So, like, as far as the college basketball season, I know you're a Duke fan. Everybody knows that. But, and I know that uh, you also mentioned, I think, Kansas maybe last week or the week before in terms of um, you know, move, moving forward and, and being a possible contender, but are there any surprise teams to you? Like anything, anything shaking out the season that, uh, that is a kind of a shocker or maybe just a mild surprise. 
Well, I would say Michigan, you know, is a, is a mild shock to me. Um, but, you know, um, there's some teams that aren't doing as well as I thought they would do. Uh, North Carolina or um, Kentucky have both lost some games that they probably uh, probably normally would have won. But this this kind of the landscape with these teams now with these where you're getting all these young guys and you're, and you're you're having to play them because they're one and done so you're not going to bring a guy in and then not play them but with that you know you're gonna lose some you know they're, they're still immature they're still they're trying to learn how to play college basketball um but there's always the constant good teams the villanovas the gonzagas you know kansas i think kansas might have the deepest team even though i am a duke homer um i think kansas has the deepest team they're a good mix of young and, uh, you know, old. And some of their guys are just nasty. They're, you know, they got some big dudes. Um, Duke is, you know, Duke's Duke's going to be Duke, and we'll see how they look. Uh, point guard went down. He'll be out for probably over a month. So um, they're hoping to get him back by, you know, before, um, you know, conference tournament and obviously in March – March Madness. So, so what happened with um, that Syracuse Duke game, by the way? Well, you know, they lost their point guard with a separated shoulder, basically mm-hmm. a terrible shoulder strain. And then the, one of their other starters uh, had the flu. Um, the guy that hit the game winner against uh, Florida State on Saturday, Cam Reddish, um, sat the game out with, with the flu. Um, and Syracuse is Syracuse. Is Syracuse. They're chippy. They play a 2-3 zone. Jim Beheim has never played anything different than a 2-3 zone. And a lot of teams struggle with that. Um, they really do. Um, and it's not a surprise what he's going to run. He's run it for 40 years. Um, <laughs> since, yeah, I mean, since he was also the golf coach at uh, Syracuse. He has run the same zone the whole time and has never deviated. Um but it gives when you're not shooting well, it's a really hard zone to to play against because they basically make you beat them from the outside. Right. Um, you know, two, three zones, especially you're trapping or they call it red in the corners is a very is a very tough zone to get any kind of um, penetration on. Um, so you're tr- you're trying to you're trying to shoot your way out of the zone. And Duke, I think, shot 20 percent from the three point line. Um, Monday night, and that's just not going to win you many games. And you're pretty t- I think they took 30 plus 35 plus mm. threes, and you're only shooting 20%. You're going to have yeah. a rough night. The big game is around the corner, and teams are set. So check out the Rich Eisen show on Podcast One Sports Net as the legendary sportcaster analyzes the plays and predicts what will happen on February 3rd. Download the Rich Eisen show every weekday on Podcast One Sports Net or wherever you get your favorite sports podcasts, check it out. Guys are terrible at taking care of their health, and whether it's a knee injury, bad back, or something worse, guys are usually more comfortable rubbing some dirt on it than seeing a doctor. And dude, I am I am certainly guilty of this. Like I'm running a lot. I'm kind of in my later 30s now. Things are starting to, to injuries are starting to creep in. I always just try to run through it. Sam, I know you play a lot of basketball, right? Do you, you do the same thing? Yeah, man. I just try to do that quick uh, runoff. 
Yeah, and uh, you know, unfortunately, the same is true for erectile dysfunction for most guys. I can't believe this number, but it's true. It's seventy percent of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to get checked out by a doctor and treated for ED online. Roman is a one-stop shop where licensed physicians can get uh, can diagnose you with ED. And ship medication right to your door. There are no awkward face-to-face conversations. You don't have to talk about, you know, your issues downstairs or anything like that. You don't have to go into uh, to a pharmacy and and go in and try to pick up a, a prescription that might embarrass you either. All those awkward situations are a thing of the past. You can handle everything discreetly online. All you have to do is visit getroman.com slash sportsaholic, just as you see it spelt, uh, spelt out on the show logo there. It's S-P-O-R-T. S-A-H-O-L-I-C, Sportsaholic, uh, fill out a brief medical onboarding, chat with a doctor, and get FDA-approved ED meds delivered to your door in discreet, unmarked packaging. For a free online visit, go to GetRoman.com slash Sportsaholic. That's GetRoman.com slash Sportsaholic for a free online visit. And once again, everybody, GetRoman.com slash Sportsaholic. Uh, moving it over, I, again, briefly here, I think, to tennis. Um so again, I was looking at uh, the Bavada odds for the Australian Open, and by the way, Andy Murray um, is going to be retiring. I don't know if you heard that or not. Um, but, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did hear that. Yeah, I think he's got debil- like a debilitating hip injury, which you know, if you can't move your hips uh, in tennis or really any sport, hips are so important. But it, you know, especially where you're kind of stopping and running back and forth, right? Uh, you know, on a on a surface. Gosh, I mean, th- those hard courts have to have to be so rough. On, uh, yeah. on on those kinds like joint injuries like Nadal um, with his knee and ankle and all that stuff that once you're once you start having ailments and your body starts you know failing you that's that's got to be real tough but yeah so he's I don't know if he's even playing at this point I know he was hoping to survive um, the Australian Open so that he could make Wimbledon his last tournament but that's kind of sad but uh, yeah no yeah I was gonna say Djokovic is favored to win um, and then Federer and Nadal and it just made me laugh because Federer and Nadal are still just two of the top three people, um, like odds on favorites to win. I feel like we've been seeing like those three names for the last decade. They have held it down, man. Um, in a, a, you know, in a sport that usually, you know, once you pass 30, um, you, you know, it's kind of like, uh, was that track or something? You just kind of, you, right. you're looked at as, as ancient. Yeah. Running back to the NFL. That way. Yeah. Yeah. And tennis is that way. So, I, I find it very, you know, but it's cool. It's cool that they're still hanging around because there's not, you know, Andy Murray was kind of one that we're looking for the come up. But, you know, it, there's not a bunch of guys underneath that are, you know, as big a star as these guys are. So I'm, I, I'm, I know tennis is glad to have them around for as long as they have but i don't know it's looking kind of dire after them yeah it sure is and i remember um because we kind of came up and sam you you played a lot of tennis i always liked watching i never played it but my brother um played tennis and so like you know i have fond memories of watching you know all the tournaments especially wimbledon wimbledon is my favorite tournament to watch yeah. And, um, yeah, you know, I remember the, the Sampras and Agassi years, by the way, speaking of like being ancient, like when you're in your thirties in tennis, you know, I, I used to look at Agassi and think, oh man, yeah, because you remember his resurgence when he shaved his head, got rid of the wig yeah. and he came back and he, yeah. And like, he actually had a better later part of the career than he did early. Yeah. And so when we were younger, I remember thinking that like, gosh, you know, this 35 year olds coming back and putting it on. And then you remember that famous U S open with like Jimmy Connors where he came uh-huh. back, back and you know, they made, I think a 30 for 30 about that match. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, Jimmy Connors, I feel like he was like our age, like 36, 37, 38 yeah. or something when it happened. He seemed ancient. Like I would have thought he was I like know. 45. And then Agassi, I think he was like 28 when he started his resurgence. Like that's yeah, young, you know? It was young. He looked older and Sampras looked older. And yeah. They, I feel like people just looked older and maybe it's just because we were young. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's really weird to see that. And they were, you know, Sampras by the time he – you know, he was starting to fade out when he was like 32. Right. And I'm like, man, that guy was so good, you know. Um, and I, I love that. That's my that's my wheelhouse for, yeah, for, for tennis professional life. tennis. Yeah, it's because that's when I was playing and they were, you know, those two going after it and going at each other. And um, yeah, it was, it was good times. Yeah, but to to your your other point though, like coming in behind, I have no idea. Like Djokovic, I think is actually set up if his if his body doesn't start failing him. Djokovic is set up to really make a run at uh, Federer and Nadal for the most majors of all time, because at right. some point those guys are going to retire, and Djokovic right. is going to be there, and there's still nobody really behind him when he's young. You know, you have guys like Zverev, um, uh, Dimitrov. Uh, you have the you have these guys a team. That that they've been seeing, oh, they're going to be coming up and coming, and they're going to be in the top like three sometime soon. But those those older guys, man, they just don't let it happen. So I don't know. It's 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 going to be interesting. I hope it would be nice to see um, somebody from like the U.S. Even though everybody trains here, it'd be nice to see somebody from the U.S. Um, be good again, just to make it a little bit more interesting in the U.S. Because you know, of course, our country really only cares about the. You know, it's like if Federer were, was right. if Federer was um, American instead of Swiss, like he would be every bit as big as Tiger Woods was. Right. You well, know? I mean, look how many people got behind Andy Roddick, and he, like in relation, was not that great of a pro tennis right. player. But everybody got behind him in America because he was like he was the American. So, like, I think people wanted him to be better than he was. And I mean, obviously, he's a pro, and he was, I mean, a very good tennis player. Um, but he's not up to the, you know, he, he couldn't live up to the, the standard that the Sampras and Agassi had set. Before. Yeah. And he was abysmal on clay. So he was never going right. to be a factor in clay. And, right. uh, you know, then he ran into Federer at Wimbledon in the U S open and the Australian open all the time. I wonder how many finals he lost to Federer. I mean, it was a, it was a chunk. <laughs> You have to think at least five, right, between yeah, the, the different yeah. tournaments. I'm just glad he broke through and got a U.S. Open at least. But that that right. one Wimbledon, him and Federer, when he had him in the tiebreak. Well, no, I guess it wasn't a tiebreak. It was just an extended fifth set. He really gave away one of those sets, too. I, I just felt so bad. He was somebody I wish really would have won. But, you know, again, I, I think we've said it before. He goes home with Brooklyn Decker. So I don't feel that bad. Yeah, that. he's. I mean, he's all right. He's yeah. made his money. You know, he, he goes home to Brooklyn Decker. He's all good. Yeah, he's all good. Uh, moving it over, so we have week, I think it's week three, maybe week four of the LeBron James crotch watch. Uh, they're still out. They're going to reevaluate the crotch, and I saw that he's doing a little bit more in shoot-arounds. Do you have any more info than that, Sam? Um, I think they're about to lose a ton of games yeah. uh, if he doesn't come back. Uh, they have a really tough stretch of the next, like, 13 games. I think, you know, nine of them are, you know, projected playoff teams. So, and they have... They have not played very well. So yeah, they. I, I look. They're four and seven without him, and Rondo's also due to to start coming back as well. So maybe yeah, that's he's some help. That's tough, man. And you just kind of wonder: do they, you know, 
do they go and try to make some crazy trade now or do you just kind of chalk this year up and i don't know uh, you I know saw... you know you don't want to push stuff if it's not if it's really not there so speaking of like crazy trades it just reminded me of, of paul george even though i know he's extended and he's not trade bait this year um I saw on the all-star voting this year, not that that matters at all, but I saw that um, Paul George was ahead of Kevin Durant in the all-star voting, and I I was really surprised by that, like in forwards. Yeah, well, that's the fan vote. Yeah. Um, I got to think like all of Oklahoma City is maxing people out there. Well, that and a lot of people just don't like Kevin Durant. Yeah, So, I mean, there's a good chunk that do, but there's a lot of people that don't. You know, um, you know who does like Kevin Durant? Kevin Durant's no. fake Twitter. <laughs> yeah, he does his fake Twitter I, handle. I, mean, I like Kevin Durant. Durant so. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't but mind I've, him. I just think he's you a know, weenie. I've leg- even when I was a kid, I legit never voted for All Stars. Like I did, I, I would always vote for the Orlando Magic players, like well, Donald Royal had, like, and Dennis Scott, Scantron, and you had to send it in. Yeah, yeah, man. No, I think there was like some hanging chads. There was like a bubble sheet that you could. You could pick up, like, they would give you, like, six, yeah. and then my dad, like, I would fill them up. I would go to the games with my dad. My dad would drop them off in the ballot box. I <laughs> wonder how many of those were skewed. Yeah, you man, know, I would have like, just thrown those away. It, like, <laughs> think about it. They really make it to the league office. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, man, that's crazy. If someone had to actually go through and count these things. Like, Yeah, I'm sure there was a manually. lot of care with that process. Manually. Yeah. Wasn't so. there something I can't remember this was baseball or I, I think it might have been basketball. Like wasn't there a campaign where somebody goofy got into the All Star game like last year, the year before that? And there was like a well, controversy because like the, the it was like a social media thing and like all the fans in one city got behind it and voted and the guy like there was some some guy who was not all star worthy who got into the into the lineup or something. That sounds familiar, but like it's every year there'll be like, you know, Whenever, like Luka Doncic right now, oh, yeah. I mean, he's he's playing great, and he might be deserving of an all-star, but he's the second, you know. Yeah, I saw that. Because he has a whole, you know, the the whole country of Germany, mm-hmm. and then a lot of other, the you know, countries over there that all the surrounding areas mm-hmm. are, are just voting for him, you know. Um, Derek Rose is in right now because oh, my gosh. he is huge in China. Huge oh, well. in China, yeah, and I mean he's having a great he, he's yeah. having a great year. I'm sure I'm surprised uh, Stefan Marbury is t- talking about basketball players huge in China. I'm surprised Stefan Marbury isn't. Uh, I mean he's probably got a lot of write-in votes. He's yeah, just probably. not part of the league. But you know, like there were years that Yao shouldn't have played. You know, You're right? Wasn't right. an all-star, and anytime these, it's you know, it's a stupid fan vote. Um, but it usually levels out when they let the you know, media and the players and the coaches vote. So. You know, the speaking of China, I mean, that the NBA has done a really great job of infiltrating that market and getting, I mean, I guess Yao Ming helped, right? That was probably the the, the thing that spurred everything there. Um, but yeah, yeah that, I mean, they, that helped. They, that they have, helped, yeah. but they've also just globally, like, you know, um, because sneaker companies are big over there, they put guys over there. And yeah, basketball is huge in China and Japan. That's awesome. That's awesome. I saw the Warriors poured in fifty-one points in the first quarter against the Nuggets. Took, yeah, took they, they took the number uh, one seed though. I don't. I think this might be the first time all season, at least since maybe the first week that they've been number one. Maybe I missed them. Maybe it was they had it recently, but uh, yeah, they're starting to put it on. Um, 
they're starting to click on all cylinders and uh Boogie Cousins goes into the lineup on Friday. I'm ah. interested to see how I'm interested to see how that works because we know it's that. just for they we know it's just for this year cuz they're not going to have money to sign him. Um so it's just a interesting, you know, little experiment here. So Yeah, I'm we'll going to have to watch that game. Yeah, it gives them a whole another element they've never had. You know, they've never had a big guy that was an offensive threat. Um, they've usually just had big, like kind of lumbering stiffs for defense. Right. Um, this kind of gives them a whole new, uh, layer. uh, yeah, just a different layer. I mean, it could throw off chemistry, but you know, um, we shall see. Even if he's just back there trying to get, um, or I should say up there trying to get offensive rebounds, right. For the guys that are shooting threes. I mean, that's, yeah, it, it'd be very, very interesting. I, I, what I, what I, what I, I don't know, I guess. My first instinct is to think maybe that puts off Draymond Green a little bit. Like, I don't think it's going to affect Clay. I don't think it's going to affect um, Stefan, uh, Stefan. Stefan or Kel. Stefan or Kel. Kel, no, I was talking about Stefan Marbury, and I was like, no, that's no. not right. Stefan Marbury, by the way, stole a car from one of our mutual friends. <laughs> I was about to say, you want to. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was a guy, there was a guy just quick. I, I think we've told the story, so I'll just retell it quickly. Uh, we were playing basketball at the park, and what everybody would always do is throw their keys down on the side of the park and just play play hoops. And um, some guy came in, showed up, played for about ten minutes, and left. And we thought, man, that was weird. He like he showed up, played for ten minutes, and left. So we played. I mean, we used to play for hours back then because we had nothing else to do. And then um, you know there was probably like four cars in the parking lot because it was just all of our cars. <laughs> And uh, actually, I should say three cars because one of them wasn't there anymore. Yeah. And uh, the guy was freaking out. Our friend was freaking out. And I said, um, I said, oh, OK, we'll get the cops here. I, you know, I, I, I got a pretty good look at the guy. He looks like Stefan Marbury. And um, and, the, and and our friend was so mad that I kept saying that. I'm like, guys, no, seriously, he looked like Stefan Marbury. Like he had the same facial features. He was bald. Um, yeah. you know, and he's like, you, like, I don't know why he, why he was getting so upset. Like, I understand that your car got stolen, but like, why, why you're focusing that anger on me trying to help you out with like a, like a computer sketch or something like that, or like an artist <laughs> rendering of the guy. So just draw, you know, maybe I was saying like, put a, put a Timberwolves jersey on. <laughs> maybe I was saying something stupid like that. Uh, but. Up, update to that story too, is they, they caught the guy in Daytona beach, which is about an hour and change away from, yeah, from Orlando, and he had wrecked the car. Of course, <laughs> and so our friend gets the car back, and there's some missing CDs out of his like CD case, and then there's some new CDs. So this guy like <laughs> this guy like rearranged CDs <laughs> in the time that he had the car in like the 24 hours, <laughs> like actually made it his and like put CDs in the uh, CD case, like it. the little jacket they used to get. Mm. Well, that was funny. Oh, oh my gosh, this is so good, so good. That guy, and then we dented his car. That might have been the same car we dented when uh, Gooch and I were wrestling in the parking lot over a shot. No, it was a different car. It was the it's, next car. That yeah. was the Integra. Oh yeah, and I uh, yeah. basically Gooch for some reason pushed me into this kid's car, and I didn't know because the car, you know, it was right when the everything started crumbling. Like the the cars, they weren't made of like you know crazy steel anymore. It was like a composite carbon fiber or something, but. Uh, Gooch pushed me into the side of the car and um, like right my hip went right into it It wasn't my butt it was like a it was like solid bone and I went to the car I didn't feel anything we thought you know we fought a little bit more got in the car well hours later Sam you called me it was just like dude 
Someone's pissed. And I'm like, why? He's like, or you're like, oh man, you, you put it, you put a dent in his car, like a huge dent in his car. And I was like, oh my gosh. Cause I knew exactly what happened. And I knew when it happened too, like in retrospect. And so I called him up. I'm just like, I'm so sorry. I'll pay for it. You know, I'll do, you know, I'll, I'll do whatever. I'll get a job and I'll, yeah. I'll help you pay off the deductible and all that stuff. And then when, uh, when Gooch found out, Gooch is like, he should, he should buy a tougher car. <laughs> Something like that. Like he blamed the car and he wouldn't take any responsibility yeah. for, being, for being an idiot. It was a simple bang out though. It wasn't it was, a big yeah. deal. But you know, but you yeah. know how the, how our, how our friend was Solomon was. And of course, oh, you yeah. know, that, that was a, that was a dick move too of, uh, of Gooch. It was. Yeah. But Solomon also was a terrible driver and yeah, he could have run into a pole and we wouldn't have known. Very. Yeah. He wouldn't have known either. So anyways, back to, back, back to, to well, I don't cousins. really, <laughs> to who? Oh yeah, Boogie Cousins. Boogie Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I think I think Jermon um, Jermon Green. I I I see that impacting his game more than I would say it would impact the other ones. That's, yeah, because he yeah because he he kind of he's kind of the tough guy, the lane, banger, that lane you know? space too. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, he's one of the ones that recruited him there, so mm. you can't get too mad. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting. That'll but, be a fun team to watch. Who do you know who they play on Friday? Uh don't it's probably it a it's probably a inferior team to well give them a nice little, nice oh, little a soft landing yeah yeah i don't think they're gonna go out and i mean the nuggets wouldn't have been a good one to start them on so i'm looking at it i'm looking the schedule up right now as we speak so i have well today it's the pelicans which would have been funny so you know why he's not playing today oh no yeah. they play they play the clippers and i think they play in la Oh, okay, that I mean that's a yeah, it's a pretty a good. Game. That's a tough matchup. The uh, the heart and hustle teams that Rivers puts together. Clippers at home are a little bit better than Clippers on the road. If I'm right, I can't tell if it's uh, yeah, it is Clippers on the road. So there yeah, you go. so I think oh, I think that's a good one. Um, bring him in, and you know that way he doesn't have the the home pressure either, where he's going to get like an ovation and stuff. Like he can just come out and play. Yeah. On you know on uh. You know, against the Clippers, they don't have a dominant big man, so I think that's a great game to bring him back for, actually. Yeah, and keep him out of the New Orleans game. I think that's smart too. Right. Um, yeah, I think that probably takes us through all the sports stuff I wanted to talk about. I texted you earlier this week. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for you to get to this. Slobby Robbie? Or are you? No, I haven't else? seen Slobby Robbie. I was thinking about you putting furniture together. But... Oh gosh. I'll get to that in a second, too. So Slobby Robbie Netflix, my new kind of Netflix show. I watched an episode with my wife, but I don't think she likes it. So it's this dude out of Tucson who owns like a um, – uh, what would you call it? It's not an antique store. It was. It's almost like an 80s and 90s pop culture store. Okay. So it, you could think of them maybe as antiques. If you think of like Back to the Future 2 when Marty McFly went to that, that store and bought like the Dustbuster – and right. the Gray's Farmer, you know, Gray's whatever almanac. Um, it's kind of like that store. So, But what the guy does, and the reason you would love it, is this guy specializes in older jerseys and older oh. shoes. Okay. So the first episode was this dude, like this really big sneaker collector. I guess he's famous for collecting sneakers, or at least maybe he's locally famous. I'm not sure. But they had these um, – They uh, speaking of Back to the Future 2, funny. That's I didn't really mean to make this analogy but, or um, segue, but it's kind of funny. So they had the Nike uh, – the first version of the Nikes that they released of the um, the Back to the Future 2 sneakers. The mags, yeah. Yeah, those Nike are worth – yeah. I don't – what did that guy pay? I think the guy paid – um, 
10 grand 30, for him. 30,000? 10 grand? Okay. No, because there's a second version that are worth more. Um, so he had okay. the first yeah, version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. second version has the uh, the auto lace sneakers. Um, yeah. And the first one didn't. So anyway, they, they yeah. sold them at a discount. They were hoping to get 12. They got 10. Uh, but I guess the guy comes in and buys a ton of sneakers. And they also had, I think, a, a Nike, Jordan, a, a Nike um, Air Jordan sneaker that was banned because I don't know why it was. He said there were a lot of color blocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. So he had a pair of those too, and he sold them off for maybe a grand or something like that. But the guy has all these shoes, and I guess this guy collects um, like bootleg, um, like high-profile high bootleg shirts and high-profile right. shoes. I mean, this show is like tailor-made for you, man. <laughs> you got it. I'm gonna and, have to check. I'll check it out. Yeah. Yeah. And the guy, they call him Slobby Robbie because he's like this, like he's a slob man. He like has this, yeah. like he has this kind of, um, I wouldn't call it like a like a fro because it's not a fro, but it's like a really thick hair. He's a white dude, really thick hair that's like matted and up, and it looks like he like uh-huh. sprayed like hairsprayed it into it to a fro, and then. I don't know, maybe slept on it for like two straight days or something. So yeah. it's always like, I mean, I'm going to give it, I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, man, a, you're going to, you're going to like it, but I only watched the first episode of it. Yeah. So maybe well, it, gets, it a, maybe it gets stupid give, after that. Give it a gander. Yeah, man. So that's a good one. And then Ikea, holy crap. I don't know what it is about Ikea, but I got some furniture delivered. It arrived on Sunday. And so I had to, I had to build a dresser out. <clears throat> and um, the dresser is very simple. All you're doing is, is screwing three pieces of board together with some support bases. Super easy, right? And that, you don't even have to screw all of them in. Some of them is just pegging. You peg it in. Uh, right. Not confused with other pegging. I don't know what pegging is, but I know it has bad connotations if you go to Urban Dictionary. I don't want to know what it is. I okay. have an idea. I'm not going to look it up, but if, if you're in for some punishment out there, you can go to Urban Dictionary for pegging. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can peg the boards together in Ikea, but they don't have like all the, all of the boards look the same, and they don't have any labels on them. So they don't have like you know match A to B, or they don't have this end up. So you have to like decipher this book, booklet of instructions with no words, but they all look the same. And so I'm actually I actually got to the point where I was looking at the diagram, and I spent I didn't even do anything. I was just looking at the diagram trying to find the parts, and I just came to the conclusion that the diagram was wrong, and it was. The diagram itself was wrong, but there's no way for me to know that. Yeah. All they have Supposedly to do, like they don't even have to, they don't even have to change, they don't even have to change like the instruction manual and, and like the stickers. Well, I, I guess you do it a little bit. You don't have to write instructions. Just put A and then have a sticker that says A. How much could that possibly cost Ikea to do? It's like they, it's like they're, they're, the corporate office is laughing at everybody at how how big a pain in the ass that they make this thing. And then of course, you know, then you get your, your, your bottle or your, your bag of supplies, you know, and you get all your screws and then you have like five Phillips head screws, five flathead screws and five Allen wrench screws. It's like, you can't make them all Phillips head. This is Ikea furniture. Yeah. I always wondered that same thing with the uh, tools. Mike, why, why, why can't we just make this all the same thing? You can't, you can't find a standardized freaking flat. You make them all Phillips head. It's Ikea furniture. It's going to screw together. You don't need an Allen wrench. They could build their own screws. They could make their own kind of screws. You know they, you know they do that, right? So, right. They, so they're going yeah. to a parts manufacturer and they're saying, here are the specifications. Here's what we need. And they're going to be able, and they're like, you know what? Let's just screw around with the people and make them get like seven, seven tools out, which bothers me because I have a drill. So then I have to change the drill bit out every time. And I'm awful with finding stuff. So I always like end up like, well, you know what, man, bit. they probably make a crazy amount of money on people buying stuff. 
getting frustrated and being like, I'll put it together later yeah. and then never put it together and then end up buying something else later. Yeah. Like it's probably a whole like scheme. Yeah. There's like, like there's, there's algorithms and things behind it. Yeah. Cause there's, I mean, there's a lot of people I know that will buy like clothes and just be like, uh, I didn't, uh, I, you know, I, I never understood that where they would have the tags on there. Like, yeah, I didn't like it, but I just never took it back. I'm like, me, like, it's like, you know, a $58, you know, shirt or something. I'm like, like, you literally did nothing with that. But think about that with furniture. Like people do the same thing. If they have to put it together, they're probably like, I'll put it together later. I I don't want to deal with this right now. Yeah. And, you know, I've gotten in many fights putting Ikea furniture together earlier in my life. I was so, so I, I uh, because I was watching the playoff games and I thought okay I'm gonna spend the the day just watching the playoff games and putting this furniture together so it's not all bad right you're just watching football and casually kind of working on some right. stuff and and I got through I built all the drawers I got everything I needed to do done I had kind of the assembly line going on I always because I I know I've 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 experienced enough pain in my life that I'll um, I'll put together one first so that I'm sure I know right. how to put everything together then I'll do the assembly line thing. But um, and I thought, you know, this is going to be this is going to be the day. This is going to be the first time I put Ikea furniture together and I don't I don't drop an F-bomb. You don't lose your shit. Yeah. yeah. And then um, uh, my wife was like, I think she was kind of sitting in bed, maybe watching some iPad or maybe even watching the game. I can't remember. And she's like, wow, you're like you're doing really well with this. You're getting everything together. You're not losing your temper. I'm just like, yeah, you know. It's taking a little bit longer than I want, but it's going okay. And then I hit that freaking dresser <laughs> with like with absolutely no no rhyme or reason to the instructions, no labels whatsoever. All the parts look the same, and I was fuming. I didn't I didn't like I didn't scream. I didn't like lose it lose it. But when she when when my wife like I think she went out to get like grab dinner or make some food. I can't remember. And she comes back comes back in, and I remember just like. She, like <laughs> picked up the instruction manual and I was pointing yeah. at it. Like, you know, I was like really angrily pointing at it. So it was like, yeah. pop, pop, you know, I was hitting the paper with it. I'm just like, this right. effing blah, 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 blah. And I'm, and I'm like, I'm talking to her like she cares, but I'm just, you know, I'm just venting. I just need somebody to listen to me. And now right. I just forced, you know, thousands of people to listen to this, but I, I think everybody can commiserate with freaking Ikea. Yeah. It's just, well, it's 30 seconds of labels. Ikea. I mean, 30 cents worth of labels. If that, on your freaking stuff, you jerks. And I think they, like you said, I think they're laughing at us. I know they have to be. There's no other, I mean, a, a company of that size, you know, and yeah. I, I, I do some business in the Nordics. I know how fastidious they are. I know how, you know, close to, attention to detail they are. Come on, man. Right. Come on, man. I don't buy it. Crazy. I don't, I buy, don't it. buy it either. Uh, yeah, but oh, uh, getting back to that slobby Robbie though, they also they also cuss on that show too. So it's not like a regular TV show. Dude's like dropping like casual f bombs and s bombs and stuff. So I know that perfect. I know you're into that. I know you're into that. Yeah. Because as as listeners of the show know, I have to bleep you every now and then. And I um, speaking of, by the way, you remember how I told you when we had our secret Santa? Um, and yeah. I I said if I got you, I didn't remember what I was gonna do, but I had a good idea for you. I was gonna yeah. get like um the the sound wave because every time you you drop an f bomb, you have a yeah <laughs> yeah it, it's the same sound wave. So I was either gonna get that on a t shirt for you, or I was gonna like put it into a hat or something like that. Love it. That would have been sick, man. It's Everybody, because it looks kind of like a Jesus fish, <laughs> a little bit like a wonky Jesus fish, uh, but yeah, it's really your your unique yeah. f bomb. Um, yeah. in, uh, in visual representations. So I think that would have been pretty, pretty sick. Love it. Yeah. All right, man. I think we can end it.
All right, buddy. All right, everybody out, uh, go out there. Hopefully uh, you enjoyed the content. We'll have another. Oh, uh, by the way, uh, speaking of, so uh, again, I was looking on uh, BovadaSportsBook.com. I was looking at for the uh, you know the favored uh, team for, to win the World Series. I saw it, see it's the Red Sox, so I decided um, maybe I'll have Baseball Llama on. I think we'll do like a special edition uh, again and um, and talk a little bit about baseball. So I think we're going to do one special edition for this show, one special edition for the uh, the um, the Get Paid podcast. But they're all going to be baseball driven. One's going to be gambling. One's going to be kind of fantasy. So don't know where those land, but keep an eye out. They'll probably end up being out on like Saturday or something like that. So. Uh, There you go. Happy listening, everybody. Go out. Be good. Be good.